Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It's October, which it I believe is, is, is it Down Syndrome Awareness Month? Is that right? Yes, it is. So today I am just uh, thrilled to have a wonderful mom joining us today, Kelly Nava. She's pastor's wife, mama of two, and a copy editor at Concordia Publishing House, wrote a fantastic blog post for us there at uh, at the CPH blog. That's blog.cph.org. And uh, we'll share the link in the program notes today. Kelly, thanks so much for being our guest on the coffee hour today. Oh, you're so welcome. I'm happy to be here. So tell us about your experience with Down syndrome. You know, um, prior to having a child with Down syndrome myself, my experience with it was very limited. Um, but I have a daughter and she was born eight years ago. So now I've got eight years in the trenches just under my belt (laughs) and and, uh, plenty of experiences along those lines now. Mm -hmm. How much did you know about Down syndrome before your daughter was born? Honestly, not much. I knew, I think, um, one person personally with Down syndrome, and that was um, a family member's uh, spouse's brother that I'd met maybe on two occasions. Um, and so it was a very limited amount of knowledge, but I tell you, I learned a lot really fast as soon as we found out that our daughter Mm -hmm. has it, um, much study and much research. And, uh, I know a good bit now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and your daughter is is adorable. Uh, she is one of the one of the cutest kids, and I know <laughs> she might be a little terror too. Uh, but she's oh, yeah. just she's just adorable. <laughs> Thank you. What what was that like? Uh, learning that that your daughter had Down syndrome. You know, it was actually a very interesting experience. Um, one uh, thing that most people who have children with Down syndrome. Um, I would say most people are aware of it ahead of time because they um, they have amniocentesis during pregnancy, which is like the, the genetic screening to um, see if there's any abnormalities. And we kind of forewent that. So we didn't know that our daughter had Down syndrome until about an hour after she was born. Hmm. So um, we had her at home and our midwife uh, gave us like that, that hour of bonding time that you're supposed to have with your, your newborn baby. And then... She had a chat with us where she told us that she uh, thought that our daughter might have Down syndrome based on some certain characteristics that she observed. And uh, when you when you hear news like that, and you've just given birth like an hour ago, like you're still high on adrenaline. <laughs> you don't really process that. Um, but yeah, we, we, we learned it very quickly from our, our midwife. And then we learned it very quickly from our pediatrician when we took our daughter in. Uh, two days later, and uh, some really scary medical stuff started to manifest, like in the doctor's office, and it became very real very soon for us. Mm-hmm. Did it take a while to process that? What was it like processing that? Was and is this your your first daughter? Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. So she was our firstborn child, and it. it I, I would say that um, processing things and especially processing things properly and effectively didn't happen for a long time because everything sort of hit all at once. And um, the series of 
medical issues that came up were very fast and there were a lot of them. So you're, you're, you're kind of in survival mode in the first place when you have a newborn. Um, but when you couple that with uh, suddenly you have two heart defects that require surgery because they're critical heart defects and um, you know lung issues that make it so that your daughter has to stay on oxygen for an extended amount of time just in everyday life, um, you know, that makes things uh, difficult to process for a while until you're really mm-hmm. out of those, those traumatic moments. Did you have anyone to support you through that time of, of learning and processing and, and wanting to, to love and care for your daughter? Yeah. You know, what was really crazy was that this kind of happened within the first year or so of my husband's first call. Um, so his first call was to my hometown in Southern California, which was crazy, uh, absolutely crazy and very unexpected. And so being in that position geographically meant that my family and his family were really close by. Um, and not only did we have our family very close by to help us out with all of the things. Uh, we had our congregation as well who, you know, wanted to support their new pastor and his family. And we were actually by um, the, one of the best, I would say, hospitals for infant and cardiac care in Southern California. So it actually worked out really nicely for us <laughs> to be right where we were right at that time. Uh, thank the good Lord for that. Mm-hmm. It is, it is sometimes the, the uh, foreknowledge of God, it just kind of whacks you in the face sometimes it that, that all of these things just kind of happen and, and you, you don't really realize how, how perfect the situation is until you're in the middle of it. And, and uh, thank, thank God for his prov- uh, providing for, for all of us. What are, what are some things you've learned from your daughter over the last eight years? I would say the biggest thing that I've learned from her is how to slow down a bit. Um, She's, she goes at her own pace and with Down syndrome, with this developmental disability, uh, she hits milestones at a completely different schedule than a typical child might. Um, So many things are delayed and it's taught me uh, patience for one. which is great because I needed that anyway. Uh, but yeah, she, we, we like to, to call it, uh, we're taking the scenic route with her <laughs> and we appreciate the little things so much more. And we take great joy in the little things that spark joy in her, uh, you know, maybe we wouldn't have uh, paid attention to before, but you know, something silly catches her attention and she belly laughs at it. You know, it's, it's suddenly just this brilliant masterpiece to us that we would have otherwise missed. Mm-hmm. What have you learned from your daughter and your experience of being a parent of a, a child with Down syndrome about how we love and value people with disabilities? Gosh, uh, I just look at myself before I knew who she was, you know, and I know like, in my blog post, I, I, I said, let's, let's not nudge people towards the margins. You know, let's, um, let's not do that. Let's not be 
the people who walk on by, let's not be the disciples who are like, oh, hey, look at that blind guy over there. Um, it's, and I, I see that in myself from before I had my daughter. I, I know that I dismissed people towards the margins, especially those who were developmentally different than me, because I know that it is challenging to sit with discomfort when you don't know how to interact with people. So I would say that I've learned not to be that way as much. You know, it's, it's an ongoing thing to, to better oneself in that way. But I think that's one of my biggest takeaways. It's like, I've, I've got a daughter now who people will nudge to the margins. And I'm very um, cognizant of that. And I don't want that for her. And I don't want that for other people either. Mm -hmm. How have your experiences uh, affected your vocations, both you and, and your husband's vocations as, as being a pastor and a pastor's wife in a congregation? How, how have these experiences uh, affected where you are in, in the station in life? I think it's also taught our congregations a lot of patience, <laughs> you know, um, because oftentimes as, as a pastor's wife, there's, there's some expectations there. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I guess. you all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> there are some expectations that are built into that role and having a daughter whose needs supersede many things in my life has, uh, you know, taught my, uh, the, the people in my husband's congregation that sometimes I will not be available or have the energy or, uh, you know, to, to help out in ways that maybe other pastor's wives would be very willing or available to do. Um, so it's really focused my vocation, um, to a very narrow point, I would say, but in, in a really good way, because, um, being a wife and a mom, I, I, I consider those my top two things. You know, everything else comes very secondary, and that includes being a pastor's wife. Mm -hmm. So I now have a very great, uh, greater than I would have expected, burden of responsibility to my daughter. What do you want your children to know about their identity and their value, where that comes from? Well, um, <laughs> I could do the very Lutheran response. <laughs> um, I, I really actually cling to the fact that uh, of my daughter's baptism, which we did when she was two days old in the hospital, mm -hmm. kind of, you know, on pins and needles for her life, mm -hmm. honestly. Um, and so, I mean, I, I want her identity to derive so strongly from that baptism, from that saving grace, um, because she may not be able to articulate her faith and she may not be able to do that for a while, but I want her to know that she has been baptized and she has been claimed by God. And that is her identity, you know, and then I, same for our other daughter as well. I want her, I mean, who is, you know, learning to be able to articulate her faith at four years old, uh, which is adorable. 
Um, but I mean, same for her as well. I want her to be able to know that, you know, at the end of the day, uh, this is where my identity is. It's in the fact that I have been, you know, claimed and seized by God. And thanks be to God for that good gift in holy baptism. Amen. Mm-hmm. Well, Kelly, what a what a beautiful story. And thank you for taking your time to to share this story with us and with our listeners today. I really appreciate it. You're so welcome. Kelly Nava's pastor's wife and mama of two, and a copy editor at Concordia Publishing House. We'll share the link to her blog post as well in the program notes. You're listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you anytime, anywhere. Anywhere.